Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Geek Out Loud live show where we're talking all about the Muppets. Yay! Welcome to a very special episode of Geek Out Loud. We are talking Muppets tonight. The Muppets has, uh, it actually uh, started tonight uh, in theaters everywhere across the nation at the time of recording. By the way, happy Thanksgiving to all our East Coasters. It's officially Thanksgiving Day. And, And so Derek and I were just so stinking stoked about this movie. Derek is braving illness to come to you and bring you our thoughts and reactions on this show, I am Steve. I'm Kermit. You- <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> uh, right. You from bring the- me in. You bring. You know when to bring me in. You will know when I point <laughs> Frog to <in> my heart. <laughs> Frog in my heart. Steve in my heart. Oh. I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance. I, I have pneumonia. P pneumonia. I'm going to be coughing a lot. Yes. I'm going to cover my mouth away from the microphone as much as I possibly can. But I have saved my voice all day just for this. <laughs> S-Man Beyond says Derek sounds more like Sam right now. <clears throat> You're all weirdos. Just a few points about nudity. Um, so right out of the gate. Very patriotic. <laughs> It's a it's a wonderful three and a half hour a glorious three and a half hour finale. You got three minutes, okay? Um, okay. The uh, just from the outset, right here, um, I just want to tell everyone that's live in the chat, everyone that's listening to this via recording, uh, spoilers are about to abound. We're about to talk the crap out of this movie. <laughs> And, and then, and just when you think that we're done, we're going to start back at the beginning and go all over it again. That's right. It. You've already sang this song, um, so we're yeah. And, and there's going to be uh, just all kinds of fun and, and stuff. Um, for those of you nine or ten people in the chat, we're saying everyone tweet Jason Siegel, tell him to come on live because um, he's out and about pimping the Muppets tonight. And what better place to pimp the Muppets than on? the number one Muppet promotion machine in the country, in the world, in the universe. Hello, Geek Out Loud. So, um, Derek, what's the best way to start this this whole gig? I guess initial reactions just out of the gate, you know. We have to go We have to go back to a year ago. Okay. I don't know if that, that just sounded more dramatic to the, me. The year uh, was... The year was 2010. Actually, you know what, Derek? I'll be honest with you. I, the first time I ever really heard about this was back it was a couple of years ago um forgetting sarah marshall had come out and and you sent me a text or we were talking to something you're like have you seen forgetting sarah marshall i'm like no and you're like well jason siegel's in it and there's one point where he's all depressed and he's sitting at the piano playing and singing the muppet show theme 
really sad. And that's like the one, you know, outside of like his puppet show and everything, the one really laugh out loud moment of the movie to me um, was that moment. And from there, like you started getting in touch with me and, said, and you said, you know, Siegel's wanting to do a Muppet movie. Jason Siegel's wanting to do a Muppet movie. And, you know, there were rumblings and whispers and all this good stuff. So, um, you know, we... It's been a day. It, <laughs> it, you know, and so just leading up to this whole thing, and it's one of those things that I never really thought would be uh, come to fruition, that it would never actually happen. And, you know, last year, not, you know, maybe not last year, maybe March or, or even earlier this year, you called me, you're like, hey, have you seen the description of the Muppets yet? You know, they're telling them where everyone's at. And, you know, we laughed about that, and um, especially the animal being an angry Well, it, it went through all these very, you know, Kermit's in, a, in an awkward place, and Fozzie has moved on with his career, and, and Piggy's in Paris. An animal is at a home for, you know, a mental, you know, a mentally ill home. <laughs> he's or he's in anger management classes. Anger management classes. <laughs> at a home for the mentally insane. And, and it was just one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, man, this is... Uh, this is wild. This is crazy. This is actually happening. And then the big promotion machine of Disney began to roll out. It, it, to me, one of the greatest, it, it, one of the best <sighs> promotion things in a long time. I can't think of it's the word. It's been a while since I've seen, especially Disney, just roll out. Uh, I'm just repeating you now. Right. I'm not and, even and, and campaign was the word I was looking for. Promotional campaign. <clears throat> well, yeah, it, it was a campaign, but it was also very, you know, I read an article the other day, and it's really as true. Social networking saved the Muppets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing what Twitter and Facebook have done, even YouTube. Yes. In the past few years. The only Muppets you really got were these little YouTube videos. Yeah, and I'll tell you what really brought this all back around, as many as they've done, the one that just took the internet by surprise was that Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, there were several before that. I think there was like Beaker's Ode to Joy, and, and, and a few, there were Stars and Stripes by Sam and a few guys. But when they did Bohemian Rhapsody, and it was the whole gang, and it was just phenomenal. It was like... You knew, it, it, to quote one Phil Collins, I could feel it coming in the air tonight. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah. And then as the and then as the ad campaign began to roll out online with the parody trailers. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that in first a big way. One, that first one, that green with envy. That that's the one that surprised the heck out of everybody. You know, that's the one that just slapped everyone right upside the face because. You really thought, what is this thing Jason Siegel's doing? And Amy Adams, that's pretty neat. Wow, this looks pretty quaint. This looks like a weird little Disney movie. And then as he, as Kermit sticks his head around the door and the announcer goes, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> and I remember you sending me that, and I had forgotten Amy Adams was in the movie. And so I'm watching the trailer, and it's a good minute into the trailer, and I'm like, why is Steve so excited about this <laughs> This romantic because I love Amy um, Adams because she was on Smallville. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, and then you know, obviously, there's the big reveal of, of Kermit and, and Piggy and everybody in the trailer. Um, Steve, I've got a I've got a surprise for you. Okay. I have somebody in the studio with me. Who do you have? That has uh, just walked out of the theater. Flew him all the way here just to be here with us tonight. Who you got? Mr. Graham Hancock. <gasps> Graham! 
<laughs> Welcome. What's well, up, dude? Welcome to Geek Out Loud, sir. <laughs> this is my first time on the show, I believe. This is your first time on the show. We, we've been talking about it for years. Yes, we were supposed to talk Transformers. That was true. That but, never happened. Yeah, uh, well, we we can make it happen soon. But screw that, man! It's Muppets Night tonight. Muppet time. Oh yeah. He just came out of the movie, so Literally. I said, "You got to come by here and, and talk for a bit." Oh, with us. that's awesome, Graham. What what is your history with the Muppets? Uh I I see. Since I just walked in, I didn't get to hear yours or Derek's story. Well, we we we, we were really just it. talking about the campaign of okay. the past year leading up to. But Everything. like you guys, I, I grew up watching the TV show and reruns of the TV show. Yeah. Um, seeing this movie brought back a lot of really fond memories. And uh, uh, like, I, I think the word that just pops in my head now is like, my face hurts from smiling so much after seeing this movie. It, it, you know, one of the things, that's that's true. One of the things about this film was from the moment you know it opened up and and it was a little you know to me just them watching the muppets on tv and stuff and you know walter discovers the muppets and you just see there was just a grin on my face throughout the entire thing and then there were tears in my eyes and then a laughter and then you know more tears and then more la- and just it was just it it was everything that a muppet movie to bring back the muppets should be Totally agree, um, and that, that's definitely the way the, what I experienced. I was I was just smiling the entire time, to the point where I like it was my face is kind of sore right now. <laughs> I loved it, so good, so good. It was, uh, and there were so many little things that I didn't expect. They did a good job of kind of at least as far as I'm concerned, because I didn't seek out a lot of spoilers or a lot of information online. You couldn't help. Derek and I were talking about this uh, an episode or so ago that you really couldn't help kind of getting smacked in the face with some stuff, you know, with clips here or there. But uh, they did a good job of keeping the lid on some cameos. Um, you know, they they did an outstanding job with the soundtrack release of, of there not being anything too spoilery. It kind of told the story a little bit, but but without there being anything too spoilery that gave away any jokes or, or anything that, you know, would cause you to be like, oh, yeah, that was in the trailer, that you know. And... Um, and and so you know, as this person showed up, or as that person showed, up, I'm like, oh, look at there, oh, that, there's that guy, he's dead now, you know, that kind of thing. And so, <laughs> who was dead? Isn't Mickey Rooney dead? Has he died since? No. Oh, who's the guy that died? And, from- Andy Rooney. Andy Rooney. I get him confused. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Rooney was never on 60 Minutes. Well, <laughs> well, hey, suddenly it's not so weird anymore. Yay! <laughs> I was blown away by the cameos. So I many. loved I, there was yeah there were so many that I kind of want to go see the movie again just to pick up on the ones that I missed. Um, I, well, and there at the end at, during the telethon, you know, I I'm sure they had a quick little story for each one that that came and ended up showing up like uh Krasinski was there, John Krasinski. Mm-hmm. Um you know, of course we saw Selena He Gomez. didn't even have a line. No, he didn't. And that's the thing it's like he did the phenomenon at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And it and that's as I was as I was driving home from you know the other town where we went to go see it. If, yeah, NPH Neil Patrick Harris was there. Um, as I was driving home, that's the one thing that I got to think about as I was listening to the soundtrack on the way home because that's how I roll. Um, <laughs> was that was that there? If this movie suffered from anything, if I have one criticism of this movie, it's that there was it seemed there was a lot of heavy editing done um, to try to move things along a little quicker. 
and, and, and make things kind of happen, yeah. you know, and, and yeah, it felt a little frenetic when well, the end got tied up really quick. Too. Yeah. 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 So, um, so, you know, if that, if that, if I have one criticism, criticism of this movie, it's that, but I just, you know, it's such a small thing and it gives me hope that, you know, when the Blu-ray release comes out or whatever, that, you know, that the guys who are behind this will be like, we've got some neat stuff that needs to be in this thing, either in an extended well, and I mean, edition. Or- you can tell, I sent, I sent Graham the soundtrack yesterday, but I sent it to you Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. No, I sent it to you last week. Yeah, last I? week. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> most of those songs had much longer versions. Right. Well, you um, know, the one is like the Tim Richmond song, um, or what, Ted Tex, Richmond? Yeah. Tex Richmond, yeah. And, um, you know, and... And it actually kind of tells his story that he's not just in this for the oil, but he's also has a personal vendetta against the Muppets. And it's ten year old birthday party, right. and you don't get that backstory in the movie. Yeah, and so this little song was very quick. And it I, was, but I'm going to tell you, the reaction of Jason Siegel and the Muppets during that scene was some <laughs> of the, one of the best parts of the whole movie. Like the song itself isn't that great, but watching Fozzie and Ralph and everybody. Watch the dancers. And everything See, I disagree. Fun. I think the song is a trip because there's that one line where they're like, "He's the greatest." Sing it again. He's the greatest. <laughs> and, and the whole time you got the karaoke like bouncing yeah. ball yeah, as if you're supposed ball. to sing along with this <laughs> number. Yes, and um, and then the and then at the end of the song when he sits down and Kermit's like, "You could have just said no." <laughs> yeah. And see, that's on the CD, so I was expecting that. But then they did this really short, abridged version yeah, of, of the song. The song, and it, it kind of took me by surprise. Another one they did that too is um, the the Muppets version of Rainbow Connection. Yep, yep, yeah. And <coughs> which, gosh, I just you know, well, let's start. Let's talk about Walter. Let's just go ahead and, and get Walter. You want to just start at the beginning? No, let's just kind of start at the beginning. Talk about you know the first. Characters were introduced to are Gary and Walter, and and Walter is the new Muppet, and he and Gary are brothers. I don't know, you know, I, it's it's a it's a Muppet movie, it's a kids movie, so you don't get into the whole thing of how did two parents, human parents, produce this. He's adopted. Yeah, he's <laughs> obviously, and they do a neat thing where they show him growing up, you know, and they're marking on the on the wall, and, and his <laughs> line stays the same the whole time. Um, I, I enjoyed that. That was it. Funny. Was good. It was a it was a good bit, but what did you guys think of of the of this new Muppet? You know that obviously the story, as much as it centered around the Muppets, he was an integral part of this thing. Um, how do we feel about Walter? I was really afraid that they were going to take a lot away from <clears throat> from the Muppets in the movie that specifically his and Gary's character, but I don't. After seeing it, I I don't feel like it took too much screen time away from the actual characters. <clears throat> I felt that they they did it this way because they needed to have a new character bring mm-hmm. in people who aren't necessarily familiar with the Muppets and have a way <clears throat> of getting them involved. Like, say I had never heard of the Muppets. Like, say I am a, a, a kid that w- that's like eight years old now mm-hmm. that would never have been exposed to the Muppets universe um, so th- you needed someone to identify with to bring you into that world. And I think that's what they were doing with the Walter character. I Steve, I felt like he was you and me. <laughs> we, Old time. Especially his reaction to everything Muppet. Just, the, oh my gosh, yes. And when um, he, I, I <clears> loved <throat> his, his super fandom, you know, the room with all the Muppet decorations all over it. He he steps out, you know, on the Halloween, is in, uh, dressed up as Kermit and... 
Um, and, it, and it's a neat way of not just introducing us. It's, an, it's a great gateway character into who the Muppets are, but it was also a very well done thing to just admit to the audience. We know they've been out of the, you know, the national consciousness or, or pop culture for a while. Um, and, and we recognize that this is, you know, that, that if you're into the Muppets, obviously you're a child of the eighties. And, um, and, but here's a guy who's never gotten over them. You know, here's a kid who loved them and he connected with them and he's never let them go. And, um, and, and so, and I'm like you, Derek, I was kind of worried that, especially with the whole first, you know, five to 10 minutes, really focusing in on him and Gary, that, that well, they, they really had to set up that whole story. But, you know, did you go back and watch SNL after I told no, you to? I have to? not watched SNL yet. One of the best parts of the monologue. Of course, the Mupp- when they show up, when Jason Siegel's doing the opening number, the Muppets come in, and they think they're hosting. <laughs> and Jason has to talk them down and explain that he's hosting, and they're just, you know, he, he asks them there to support them. And they all get kind of bitter. <laughs> How did they pull that off? What do you like, mean? Like all the Muppets on screen and stuff like that. He was playing, a, he was playing the big back baby grand piano, and they came oh, up okay. over the side yeah. and sang along with him. But he was singing, I can't believe I'm hosting SNL. <laughs> and then they would go into the chorus and they say, yes, we can't believe we're hosting SNL. <laughs> and, <clears throat> and so, you know, Jason was, kept trying to talk him down. And, uh, and everybody kind of start, starts like getting mad at him, Piggy and Fozzie. And, and Kermit, Kermit's like, no, no, it makes perfect sense. When people go to a Muppet movie, they go, man, we can't wait to see the human. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, touche, touche. They've never done a Muppet movie with a with lead humans. They, yeah, they really haven't. All the Muppet I mean, they, they, I mean, I guess Christmas you could say like the the that. Christmas yeah. and, and and Muppet Treasure Island, but the the three key films, the original key yeah. films, did not have. Yeah, you could. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess Kermit and Fozzie were the lead in the Great Muppet Caper, but, but Charles Grodin was a close. I mean, he was he was definitely he should have won an Oscar for best supporting actor that year. <laughs> <laughs> he really should have. Um, but uh, yeah, I really like, and, and Walter had some great funny moments too. Um, we'd seen, you know, we'd seen in the trailer, the throw me over the fence thing. And yeah, it's an electric fence. What we didn't see is when he hits the ground and he's like, throw me again. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of throw was that? <laughs> yes, he completely like starts talking smack to his brother. <laughs> what, what kind of throw is that? Is that? <laughs> Oh, there were several good parts. Um, but I really, I, I, I was kind of afraid in in the promotion machine we were talking about earlier that I was going to get a little annoyed by Walter, um, just because he kind of seemed super fan. Well, I mean, just like th- there have been annoying Muppets in the past, <laughs> and I, I was afraid he might be one of those, and so I was very glad that he wasn't. Well, and you know, and he's the and he's the kid. You know, he is the catalyst of this whole thing. He's in the. Uh, it was a funny bit when he heard um, when he overheard <clears throat> Tex Richmond and and uh, and Uncle Deadly and and the Bear and Statler and Waldorf talking about the whole you know plans and everything. And and when Statler and Waldorf leave, you know, Tex is like you know, he's he's saying, "I smell oil. I know there's oil." And they do the maniacal laugh. Oh, that was a great maniacal laugh. Maniacal, maniacal laugh. laugh. Maniacal I love laugh. the screaming between the, the, the scene. Yeah, the, the scene, scene, scene screaming was just hilarious. <laughs> it was, 
And I love. And there's all- a great bit in the trailer where he's screaming at the hotel room, and Amy Adams looks at Jason Segel, and she goes, "If he's going to keep doing this, we should just go eat." <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's going to be so much that they. Yeah. I, mean, I can't wait for. I mean, like, there's another hour. It's going to be yeah. like Anchorman. Yeah, there's going to be a whole other movie. We can watch. <laughs> well, and and I mean, I really think Rick, you're going to be sick. <laughs> I, re- I really do think that they need to, you know, if not loaded up with deleted scenes, <clears> and, you know, I, ideally they'd make an extended cut. But I know that that's not typical for a movie like this, you know. So hopefully they'll at least load a, load a Blu-ray release or DVD release up with some, you know, with some deleted There's scenes. First cut. Yeah, yeah. So, so. I mean, I, there were too many great things to, great things we saw in the trailers. I mean, heck, how many parody trailers were there? Well, Five? you know, and I'd heard an I'd heard an interview with uh, with Danny Trejo Machete. Um, Machete. He had a cameo that was cut out. He did. They were in prison. They were in prison. It's in it's in one of the trailers. Yeah, and Wanda Sykes is like Muppets, and he's like, "She's I'm a Muppet." (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She goes, "Are you guys the Muppets?" I'm a Muppet. I'm a Muppet. (laughs) There's apparently a lot of cameos that that got cut out, and that's just and that's so many that that on the Wikipedia page for the movie, they're like, "Oh, Lady Gaga and so and so and all these people." Katy Perry. She was never in there, was she? I thought she was. Well, she 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 was, but she was dressed a little too scantily. I thought that was Emily Blunt. That Emily Blunt was the uh, secretary. Oh, okay. That, yeah. yeah. So it was Lady Gaga. I mean, Katy Perry. I, I don't know who Lady Gaga was supposed to be, but because she got cut out of the movie. Yeah. But like that's what the uh, their Wikipedia page says. That there was a bunch wow. of cameos that were filmed, but eventually never made it into the movie. Right. And they listed off as many as were confirmed. Well, but I, you know. Kayan, Kayan World, I don't, Boshan, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Talking about outtakes. There are always outtakes with Muppet movies, <laughs> in in the in the more recent years, there they have always been. So hopefully there will be some of our favorite Muppet moments are from yeah because the they're they're like so the, good about staying in character. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Sam the Eagle and the the rave sticks. I was a little disappointed that Sam the Eagle oh, didn't really take center stage at all in the movie. Are you you're a big Sam fan as well, then Graham? And I I, I wanted more. Well, I loved he was doing the Fox News bit when they yeah. came yeah. him off. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was good. Steve, is there anybody you're really disappointed in lack of use or um, was it enough? You know, to me it was to me it was just enough for a a reintroduction to the world of the Muppets. Um and you know, I <clears throat> we got an email that I'll I'll run through real quick. He's got some snippets here. Snippet. Um, yeah, he's got some snippets here. This is from Tim. Snippet. Um, and he says that he says here's some criticisms and snippets. Pepe, um, he was disappointed that he just had the quick you know lift scene with with Piggy, who was dressed as as Jennifer Grey in that scene from Dirty Dancing, by the way. And um, the song was playing in the background. Yes. Um, Rizzo, which he says is cameo. I didn't you know I never really noticed Rizzo specifically. He, he had one line, and now I and I remember thinking in the theater I need to remember that to talk about tonight, yeah. but I I can't remember now what it was. You um, see him several times, but he ne- he only had one line in the whole movie. Yeah, he he talks about <laughs> the fact they spent fifteen minutes finding Fozzie and Gonzo, um, and then did Gonzo had like two scenes, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, and and Gonzo being one of my favorites, you know, I was a little disappointed he wasn't in there as much as he was. But here's the thing that I loved about how they found how they went to each other, uh, Kermit goes and gets Fozzie. Back in the Muppet movie, the first one that he met was Fozzie. Yeah, and then, and then they meet Gonzo. And Gonzo's doing the plumber thing, to me, which was just awesome. You know, um, There were so many call... We'll get there. We'll yeah, get there. yeah, so many callbacks. Uh, 
I was so glad to see Rolf the dog kind of coming back a little bit front and center. You know, because ever Way since, more than he has in the last 15 well, years. Yeah, because ever since Jim Henson died, and we talked about this, you know, several years ago, Derek, that I guess since Jim Henson's died, no one's felt like they could really do a good Rolf. But when, <clears throat> but the way he's like, why didn't we take... And I mean, he calls them out on it. And that's what I love about it. This is why I didn't have a problem with them going to a montage of getting everybody, because they his, actually... His bit was the funniest of the whole well, montage. And, and it's kind of like a nod to the audience. We know you'd love to see the story of everybody. <laughs> but sometimes it's just this. Well, I had a pretty good story, and he's just laid up in the hammock, and they're like, "You want to come back? <laughs> you like you want to come back? Yep, yep." yep. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I I'm glad he was. Yeah, I'm glad he was more front and center, and his voice actually sounded a lot more spot on than it, um, you. Fozzie kind of wavered on me a few times. Yeah, was it not Frank Oz doing Fozzie? No, it was not. Frank okay. Oz was not involved in this at all. See, that's the thing is there were a couple of times when I heard Fozzie that I, I didn't, I was like, that can't be Frank Oz. Well, and I'll tell you, the soundtrack threw me a little bit too. There's a part in um, the <clears throat> finale version of Life's a Happy Song where Scooter does the, and we'll keep giving the world the three greatest, or the, yeah, third the third greatest, greatest gift, gift yeah. la- laughter, and it sounds like Animal on the CD. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was expecting it to be Animal in the movie, and then it was Fozzie, and it, it just. And then I was yeah. like, "Wow, they do. They sound remarkably alike now." Yeah, they. And they. <laughs> did anyone else feel like there was a nod to Family Guy with the Moopit Fozzie that came into play? Waka waka, waka Jim Henson had a wait and see attitude. And we ended up with wrong, wrong sounding Muppets. Wrong sounding Muppets. Um. Well, and the Muppets were a bit of a subplot in this whole thing. Um, they were they were billed at the little place they were at in Reno as a Muppet tribute band, <laughs> <laughs> featuring the original member Fozzie Bear. Right, right. Um, <laughs> and of course they do that that what do you, I I don't know over I, it's definitely a sellout version of the Rainbow Connection. Yeah, talking about the uh, well, hotel room rates are cheap. Hotel room rates, right? That's what I hate that they didn't do pull out the whole version of that in the movie because that whole song just. That floored me the first time I put the CD in. <laughs> Every, I mean, the no marriage certificate is needed. <laughs> That's in the movie. That line is that part, but I, just the whole thing. I really expected, you know, because when I saw that he was going to Fozzie first, when I saw that Kermit was going to Fozzie first, I'm like, they're going to do this in a way that only like real Muppet fans will appreciate the order in which these people get together. Well, and I mean, let I mean, I guess we can touch on some of the throwbacks. I mean, the uh, rich and famous contract. Yes, it was the <laughs> and it was which, billed as the original rich <clears throat> and famous contract that they signed thirty years ago. So the, it was the one from that Orson Welles has them sign at the right. end of the Muppet movie. Yes, um, and uh, and. And I really expected the joke from Fozzie to be, you talked me into it, you know, where like he did in the original Muppet movie when, when Kermit's like, when he's like, nope, I only work solo. And Kermit's like, okay. And it's just quiet for a second. You talked me into it. Let's you talked me into it. <laughs> but it was... I was Look, I was dying when they went in his dressing room and the police started pulling that guy over. And all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like out in the alley. And yeah, the rain starts like save the cushions, save the cushions, save the cushions. <laughs> I was I was being cracked up by Dave Grohl and that Dave, Dave Grohl's, Grohl's animal. animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was pretty funny too. <laughs> it, it, those that, that those characters, the Muppets, 
were to me it, that was the one thing I was the most trepidatious about going in because I was like, okay, you know, because the one I'd seen the most I'd seen of them was uh, when the Muppets were on Raw. They showed the clip of Miss Piggy walking in and taking out <coughs> the pig Muppet. Yeah, Miss Pookie. And, Sister. Uh, <laughs> all right. Sister, Sister? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who you, you calling, Steve? Steve, <laughs> do what? I thought I was watching the movie. Oh, again. thanks. Who you calling, Sister? Sister, <laughs> <laughs> who's speaking? Who's speaking? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, but I think I thought they were really well handled, and it was and it was neat. To bring, the way they brought them back around with Tex, kind of hiring them out as, you know, like these hired thugs that once he got the name of the Muppets, he was going to just give these guys and... What the waka. What what the waka. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what else was a throw? There was... Uh, th- they they did Together Again. They did. And, uh, and Dadley and Bobo did that little interlude. Don't you remember, sir? Together Again. Um, and that was the only Muppets Take Manhattan... Uh, throwback. I I got. Well, I didn't picture, catch any great. The picture of the Kermit, picture of Kermit and Piggy, and Piggy was from the wedding. Um, I didn't catch any. The only thing I would have called a, a throwback to the Muppet Caper was all of the references that we are in a movie. Um, like when Amy Adams is sitting there and Kermit and they try to and they're trying to talk Kermit into into going and getting the gang back together and. And she's like, if you don't do this, it's going to be a really short movie. You yeah, know? I guess they break the fourth wall on that one yeah. way more than they do uh, any of the others. Manhattan um, happens it, a lot, though. Mm-hmm. And so you know that there was that, um, and uh, but the, I think the greatest throwback, Derek, that we really just want to kind of t- talk about, is, Sweetums, is Madman Mooney's man with Sweetums. <laughs> We went right back to the first movie, and Sweetums is still at the car lot wanting to ride to Hollywood. I want to go save the theater. I want to save the theater. Guys. Oh, and he goes, oh, not again. If you have not seen the Muppet movie in years, what what ends up happening is Kermit and Fozzie wreck into Gonzo's truck, and they have to go get a new car because Gonzo's truck is literally on top of of, uh, the Studebaker. Not and so they go get a new plungers. car at the at, at Mad Mooney's, and <clears throat> the hired help there is Sweetums, and they offer Sweetums to go to L.A. Well, Sweetums just turns around and runs off. They're like, oh, I guess he didn't want to go. Like, well, he ran. He runs inside to get his suitcase, <laughs> and, and in that, in that time period, Kermit's like, I guess he didn't want to go. They drive off. So well, the whole rest of the Muppet movie is Sweetums chasing, just like in in the background, trying to catch up with Kermit and Fozzie and everybody. And it's a it's a running gag throughout the movie that actually literally ends at the end of in Sweetums bust through the movie screen where all the Muppets are watching the Muppet movie, and he's like, "I knew I'd catch up with you guys." And, and uh, so they drive past the place again, and and there he is. He's he's still at, at he's, Moody's. He wants to go help save the theater. And there's the there's the Volkswagen bug there that they they turned down because the fender fell off. And um, uh, who was the man? Who was the cameo in that? In uh, 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 Madman Moni's, yeah. it was um, oh, it, Milton Milton Burl. Milton Burl, yeah, is that right? Milton Burl, and he's where's that pile of Jack? Get out of here! Get this piece of junk on out! And they're like, "Hi, ah, Jack." He's like, "Jack, not name, Jack Job." Um, and and there was that that there was that little VW bug sitting there, and I with the same price tag on it, and I'm like, "Oh, 
so good. And it's just like I came up out of my chair. That was just the greatest thing they could have done. And you texted me right as that was happening in the movie. And I couldn't not, you know, we were supposed to see it together, so I couldn't not text you while I'm watching it. (laughs) But, uh, because we were supposed to be in LA watching it. But, uh, uh, you texted me right as that point happened, and I, I knew I wasn't going to spoil anything for you in it, but I had to sit there and say, just wait till Sweetum shows up. And I was, I was so, and and I would have never dreamed that would have been what happened. I expected him to like bust through a door, or you know, break through a wall or something. And I mean, can we just give mad props to Jason Siegel for getting so many things right? I think that's the thing is that for for those of us who grew up with the Muppets. <laughs> And and who love these characters as, as kids and who watch these movies, you know, he it's almost like Siegel's one of us. You know, or it is like he is one of us in that sense. And so he did all the right throwbacks. He put and and I feel like, you know, for people who who were kind of disappointed in Rizzo's cameo or or Pepe's appearance or whatever, what you got were the original Muppets. From the Muppet Show, and, well, and that's something they never done in the movie before. They'd never made references to the Muppet Show, right? And you had all these pictures. It was so great when they walk in there and you see Jim Henson's picture up on the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's even one okay. point when they're hearing hearing all things, and you can hear Jim Henson's voice. Okay, first first time tears sprung to my eyes was when you see that picture on the wall. Um, in Kermit's office. you got all the stars there, and then the right front and center is him with Jim Henson. I think that was the second time I teared up, because I teared up during pictures on the wall. Well, no, that was before. It was when... Pictures in my head. Right, but this was before pictures in my head, because this is when Walter... Yeah, this is when Walter walked into Kermit's office. Okay, I thought thought this part was when they go in and start cleaning up. Mm, Well, see, I I didn't notice a Jim Henson picture when they went in and cleaned up. Maybe, well, maybe I'm thinking about the wrong part. And, okay. and then, yeah. my gosh, when Kermit starts seeing pictures in my head, like yeah, I knew, I, I, I told you, I gave you fair warning. Oh my gosh, I knew from what I knew from listening to the soundtrack that that was going to be the moment for me. And I was, and I tried to be braced for it, but him walking up and down the hall and actually looking at <coughs> paintings of, of of each one, and when they come to life. Oh, that was rough business. But thank God for the electric mayhem. Because the Gato tune is positively. <laughs> most transparently. Bumming me out. Yes, yes. And oh, he just completely you know, and they and they start to rock out a little bit and the fog's rolling over their picture frame at the bottom. That was great. <laughs> that was so good. So good. But that that moment did because I mean, it it really, I mean, for us, and I don't know how it works for the kids. I know that there were some friends of mine who came. They brought their kids, and their kids were completely into it. Um, you know, they were completely digging on the Muppets. and uh, That's all the th- that was in my theater was kids. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and there it were was, some kids in our showing at 845 tonight, and I was like, man, it must have been really bad for Derek. It was, it just, <clears> but they were, the they were fine. Really? Like, they were enthralled through the whole thing. Like I, and I got there like I had to sit on the back row, you know, by myself back there, but I was totally fine. Mm-hmm. And and they didn't they didn't get up and go. I mean, they were laughing at the jokes and and all the good stuff. Like understand through most of the movie, I was <coughs> seated next to a two year old, and he That's was bright. just he was just like into it, completely into it. 
you know, and this is a kid that's discovered how to train your dragon. He loves Buzz Lightyear and that sort of thing. And, and, and he was just completely into the Muppets. And so he enjoyed the Toy Story. Well, did did was, you guys have the Toy Story short? Yeah, yeah. When he, when he came in, he was asleep. He was on his mom's shoulder asleep. And his little sister, or his big sister, who's like five or four, was sitting next to me. And she's known about the Muppets since she was a little kid. Her dad used to let her watch them on YouTube and stuff. And, um, and she loves Menomina and that sort of thing. But by that point, she'd gotten over in her dad's lap, and, and, and the little guy had woken up, and he was now sitting in the seat next to me. And he was just <laughs> enthralled. You know, he was just enthralled with, and, and I don't know if it's something in, I mean, because most kids' movies nowadays are animated, and all you see are animated characters dealing with animated characters. We haven't had anything where you've got real-life people dealing with <clears throat> fantastic things like this, you know. Um, it's... It's something that we are used to because we grew up with it. But I, you know, kids seeing like real life people hang out with puppets that you don't see the person working them. You know, you don't see someone there. They're like actual characters on the screen, and you forget that there's somebody underneath. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. With it's been with Muppets forever. I I never think of them as it. When in in and, and Kermit even said it on, uh, and that's what Steve and I have said for years. But Kermit even said it on Weekend Update the other day. Uh, uh, Seth Meyer said something about being a puppet, and he looked at Kermit and said, "No offense." And Kermit said, "Oh, you know, no, no offense taken. I'm a, I'm a Muppet, not a puppet." <laughs> and Seth goes, "What's the difference?" And and Kermit says, "Well, a, the puppet is operated by somebody, you know, a human being with a hand inside of a felt, you know, uh, animal." And he said, I, "Whereas I am a uh, talking frog." <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love what uh, Motion World says in the chat. He says, they're puppets? Um, and, and that's the thing. It's like, that's the, more than any other, because, you know, used to on, like, on PBS, there were all these different shows back in the day when I was a kid growing up that tried to, I guess, kind of capture the same thing that Sesame Street had. And so they were like all these puppet show TV shows. And none of them ever had the magic that the Muppets or Sesame Street had with the interaction with real people and, and everything where these things just come alive. I mean, these are the best puppeteers in the world doing what they're doing. And, and, and I was just reminded of that tonight. You know, I guess it's been, I've, I've got Muppet movies on DVD <laughs> sitting on my DVD shelf, got every single one of them. And, and to see it fresh again tonight and to, and to be there with kids watching it just reminded me of how, not to be too cheesy, but it's a magical thing. It is a real magical thing to see these characters interact with people and, and to do what they do. And I, I can't tell you, I just can't express how happy I am that they are back. Because and I hope it's not another 12 years before. They're, they're already proposing a sequel. I mean, I, I, I want a weekly TV show. Yeah, yeah. that would be awesome. Well, and, and one of the things, one of the big themes that came through in this movie was, you know, the age that we live in is such a cynical time anymore that it's, it's you know, in the Muppets, we're always about being goofy and giving some hope and some light and bringing just some joy and the third greatest gift in the world, laughter, <laughs> uh, third behind ice cream and children. And... Uh, <laughs> I couldn't uh, children. I remembered ice cream, but I couldn't remember what the other one was. And, um, and so, it, you know... They've always been about that, and to to have a movie come around that, despite some of the criticism that were thrown out, you know, uh, uh, 
I don't see the criticisms that some of the, the original Muppeteers were making. Like, I guess it was mainly Frank Oz that was saying some things about how he was unhappy with the way some of the characters were treated. I just don't see that. What I saw was a group of people who were trying to make it in the cynical world and it was going against everything that they were, you know, especially with Fozzie and where he was at. You know, um, Fozzie had become a performer just trying to make a dime. And, and he was miserable because of it. You know, Piggy had gone to Paris to be this fashionista, and the truth was that she was unhappy because of it. And, and what really makes these characters who they are, <clears throat> not to get, once again, not to get too serious about things, but... Do it. Get serious. Is, is, the, is, the, is the Kermit speech at the end, you know? It's, it's, we'll start from the bottom and work our ways up again because I believe in you, and I believe in you, and I believe in you. And it's this... Her? I believe in you, Fur. By the way, by the way, it was in one of the trailers. The Snape of Um, it was in the it was in the movie. It was in the trailer. It was in the movie. But I was that got the biggest laugh from the crowd because, like, he literally he opened because of what it was that he was burning. When he opens refrigerator up and it's like the Muppet fruits and vegetables and everything, and they're all moldy and nasty. (laughs) <laughs> well, did you did you get a kick out of Beauregard still being at the oh, theater? My, where have you guys where been? You guys been? <laughs> but he's he's Canadian. I never realized he was Canadian. I was like, where have you guys been? He was hey. <laughs> uh, I, I texted you at one point. I was surprised there was no Bean Bunny. Yeah, yeah. You you said that. I wasn't too surprised about that though, um, <clears throat> because again, it's back to these original. Characters, I, well, I, and I'm glad they threw. I love Pepe. You know, I love Pepe. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad he at least got one moment mm-hmm. in there. I wish he had had a little bit more. But I just, you know, Jason talking all this. He's he's always, you know, we were going to throw every. I mean, they had uh, what Thog? Yes, yeah, and who seemed nine times bigger than what he. Normally I think that is. was, you know, as they but as they went through and they pulled a joke with it, I think it was intentional. When because he hit the ar- when arch, because he, he couldn't fit it. Yes, yes. All right. When when all did you tear up? Uh, definitely. Graham Graham may have not teared up at all, but Graham, I know. Are you an emotionless? No, are you an emotionless eighties ro- robot that doesn't tear up? <laughs> Bummer. How about some new coke? <laughs> Would you care for some tab or some new coke? Oh no, eighties no robot, go away. <laughs> That's one of my favorite. Eighty six point like, two, but eighties robot, do you have to do that the whole way? <laughs> I will consult. I will use my modem to find. My bad. Sorry, dude. <laughs> For the love of sanity, let it in. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the pictures in my head, I teared up like hardcore. Teared up. Um, when Kermit and Fozzie are sit are laying in ba- are laying in their hammocks. The hammocks. That was sweet. Oh, I just it, and and honestly. I have never, I, I said this, you know, on our first time we ever talked about the Muppets, Derek, I said that, you know, the one Muppet, if if you were going to take her away, I would. I think I'd be okay with because I've just never really been a big fan, was Miss Piggy. But yeah. for, uh, and this is going to sound so stupid, but for the first time in my life, I bought into the pig and the frog relationship. And... Well, because they made it a whole lot more real than it ever was in, in uh, Muppets Take Manhattan. Well, in any in any incarnation. Well, I Great Muppet Caper. You know, they're they're playing. Well, right. I guess really in Great Muppet Caper too, they're they're playing themselves, yes. but they're playing other characters yes. as themselves. Well, and did you notice? Here's another throwback. She's wearing 
um, toward the end, she was in an outfit uh, that she... In the credits? Yeah, that she wore. She was wearing like the Lady Holiday. Yes, that she wore in the Great yeah. Muppet Caper, yeah. Well, and I, I think this is a throwback too. I was meant to ask you, when Gonzo and Camilla jump off the building and, uh, and you know. All I could think was parkour. Back, do what? Parkour. Parkour. <laughs> <laughs> and they have that convenient, you know, self-destruct button for yeah. this. I don't know if that was a throwback or not. I mean. They, no, 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 no. I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. I haven't gotten there yet. He says, uh, like, something like Attention Earthlings. Oh. Like, I wondered if that so, was a throwback so from, from space. space. Might have been. Were still, they were still keeping him as an alien. Yeah, might have. I mean, might have been. Here's the thing. I, I liked Muppets from Space a lot. And, and I really felt like they were trying to get back to, you know, the, the original feel of the Muppets in Muppets from Space. And I, I just feel like where they where their misstep was was the, the lack of original songs. You know, the fact that it wasn't a musical type thing. Well, I think they were trying to get in a, a more adult audience with all yeah. the seventies soundtrack. And and so <coughs> but but there were a lot of neat throwbacks in that that I that I that I enjoyed and thought, wow, they're really trying to bring them back. But I also see where like, you know, Super hardcore Muppet fans, which is a weird thing to say, um, wouldn't necessarily have been completely on board with it. Um, but uh, to me, this just hit every beat just right. You know, outside of the fact that you could tell it was a, because of the editing, it was a little rushed. And and so, but I teared up in the Fozzie and Kermit talk. I teared up at Kermit's final little speech he gave on the steps. You know, I was like, I, did, I didn't tear up at that. I I went, but when he opened the door. Oh my gosh! Yes, oh god, that was amazing. That I did tear up at that too. And my sister, who was sitting a row behind me and down the road a little bit, said, "Steve's crying. I can tell, just that loud, like to <laughs> well, all my for friends, it for everybody to all else. my friends that were there." She's like, "Steve's crying." I'm like, "Shut up!" <laughs> and I got out and I ran out. Um, so, <laughs> Who's speaking? Yeah. Um, oh man, Motion World mentions they even had Marvin Suggs and the Amazing Muppaphones. They did, and I saw somebody else talk about um, Wayne and Wanda when the yes. power went out, and they came back up, and, and they, they were making out. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they straightened up, like me, 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 me. Um, yeah, that that's the thing is, it was definitely a throwback to the Muppet Show Muppets. Yeah, that's who was yeah. in this thing when they actually started the telethon. Mm-hmm. And the, I teared up when the theme came on, but I teared up like happy. I like did, I was, I, right. I didn't that, tear that up. That part actually gave me chills. Yeah, like me because too. It's been a long time since I've seen the show, and I kind of forgot what the opening was like. Uh, and then they actually did the opening of the show from the beginning with Kermit opening the the the, the O and full and, on with Gonzo blowing the trumpet. And then and they did the exact same kind of shots. Mm-hmm. Of yeah. all, the, the theme was the same. I started remembering that, and it brought, it just brought me right back to my childhood. I got chills. Well, I looked at my friends. I'm like, we should be applauding right now when they when they started dancing you, you, out. Look, look, you stand up with this hat. Oh, <laughs> show some show some reverence. You show some respect. Yeah, you, this is the Muppet Show. And how about the Hobo King Zach Galifianakis? It's time to get things started. This 3D is awesome. <laughs> Nobody ever remembers Hobo Joe. <laughs> Oh, I did tear up when they started singing Rainbow Connection. Not gonna lie. 
Well, I or was the duet between. Yeah, yeah. but and, I yeah. thought I kind of felt shafted because it's such a great version of the song with the entire cast mm-hmm. that they. I love that they cut away from it. And the animal had the angel and demon yes. thing, but yes. but they you 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 went away from the song. In control. <laughs> I think the Jack Black thing was good. Uh, it, Jack it, it Black got a said little, no drums. Yeah, Jack Black said no drums. Um, <laughs> the, the best part with Jack Black, though, was when he was in the trunk and Kermit was talking about it being illegal. And they're like, you, what? And Kafazi's like, what's, what's more illegal, Kermit? Us not getting on the show, the studio going down, or kidnapping Jack Black? Kermit's like, kidnapping Jack Black! <laughs> slightly inconveniencing Jack Black. <laughs> Kidnapping Jack Black. And he says, and it was a running bit for like three more jokes. And yeah, she's like, she's like, Kermit, you've you've led us to this point to kidnapping Jack Black. Jack Black? <laughs> <laughs> but I also loved that when he was on stage and Fozzie started doing his jokes and he couldn't help but respond like, "Oh my gosh, this is terrible!" And the and the, and the little crowd that had begun to gather. Was laughing Enjoyed his at it. Pain. He was like, yes. "We're not a team. We're not a team. We're not a team. <laughs> this is real. Someone call the police. It's <laughs> real rope." <laughs> well, that and the barbershop quartet. You were ruining one of the greatest songs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Did you, did you me, my head? He comes up with that axe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yes, it was so good. Oh my! Like gosh. I laughed out loud so many times, but one of the loudest times that. Usually there was everybody else laughing. Uh, the kids were bust out. One of the only times I can remember really laughing out loud and hearing nobody else was when they were scrounging around for something at the end and they couldn't think of anything. And somebody, I think Scooter said, well, Bunsen could light Baker's head on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, well, I got a good laugh with us. With a, with our like, no, kid. why would we do that? Well, no. <laughs> Baker's like, me, what do you mean? <laughs> that got a good laugh with us too, so. I, what was your favorite cameo of the whole thing? Graham? Dave Grohl. That, Dave that Grohl, one caught me know. off guard, and I laughed out loud as soon as I saw him. See, I'm not... Uh, but there's so many good ones. Yeah, I'm not... That one I didn't know about, so that was a good yeah. one. Yeah, I'm not familiar enough with Dave Grohl to have recognized that that's who that was. And now <laughs> that you tell me that, I'm like, that's hilarious. That's freaking hilarious. Um, what about you, Steve? Uh, gosh. Um... Sarah Silverman was funny. She was unexpected because, I mean, what is she doing anymore? Um, <laughs> Not Jimmy Kimmel. Right. <laughs> um, or Matt Damon. <laughs> I like, honestly, I like Menomina because I like to see everyone who was in it, <laughs> to be honest. That's, and I know that's kind of, that's not an answer, but. Um, I knew about Alan Arkin, but it was great to see yeah, him. That, too. that was, was a surprise. Good. Is like, this Universal actually. Studios? Yes, it yes, is. Yes, it, it is. is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like Neil Patrick Harris's bit when they were going through the telethon. Like, he's like, I, I, he's like, I don't know why I'm not hosting this. Uh, you're yeah. right. Yes, uh, that was good. My favorite that I had no idea about was uh, Jim Parson as the human Walter. Yes. That, oh, I, that yes, that was me. my favorite one. Yeah, that was that was it because that's the one we all laughed the loudest at. But we all said the at the same time, like, Sheldon, and he did Sheldon mannerisms and stuff. Yeah. He it, he was he was part like that could not have been more perfect for a human version of Walter. <laughs> well, let's oh, well, let's talk about some of the original songs that were near. Of course, there's the one that they, you know, the big one that they do at the beginning. Um, let me pull up "Life's a Happy Song." Um, 
I love that Brett McKenzie did most of the. Yeah, Flight of the Congo. He did. Uh, I, he wrote. He was soundtrack supervisor for the whole thing, and then I think he wrote five songs. I can't remember how many, four or five yeah, of he, the songs. He was consulted later on in the process, and then he wrote a couple of the original Well, and songs. the guy that directed it directed all the Flight of the Concords episodes that makes sense, of the then. series. And, and there the were girl. Lot, there were a lot of Flight of the Concords, like tricks in the movie. Yeah. Like at the very end when they fly up above the crowd, yeah. that was in a Flight of the Concords episode. Um, and the, the girl, I can't think of her name. Amy Kristen. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Kristen Wiig? Wh- no, no. That's SNL girl. Oh, that's uh, right. Um, uh, I know who you're talking about though. She was on the Daily Show. Yeah, can't think of her name. Anybody in the chat? Help, help. It's Kristen though. <clears throat> I think we're right about one. Name yeah, first the, the girl that was uh, in. She the, was the crazed fan and in, in, in Fly of the Concords, but she was at the anger management group with Jack Black. Kristen and Shaw. Animal. Shaw. Pulled that out of my brain head. There you go. There you go. What? Well, what was your favorite? Do you have a favorite <laughs> uh, original song that was in here? I really like the Life's a Happy Song. And I, I know it too. didn't feature any of the Muppets, but I just enjoyed all the little... I I think I enjoyed Walter getting trampled on the whole time. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, See, I love Man or Muppet. I love that Man or Muppet song. I didn't on the CD, but then I, I enjoyed the... I think that one that one didn't land for me as much. It was funny, but I was just <laughs> like, I, I, I just wasn't feeling it as the much line, as the The line, if I'm a Muppet, I'm a very manly Muppet. I'm sorry, yeah. that's hilarious crap. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and two, the 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 melodramatic earnestness with which it was sung in the movie. You know the way that like you, it's a funny song, but he's singing it so serious and so like, you know, like some, you know, with the rain coming down, and it's like the the eighties, you know. Yeah. Uh, almost, well, and I love that in uh, in in. I keep wanting to say I hope something better comes along. That, that's not right, but. Made my decision. I just sang a song about it. I just sang a song about it. <laughs> Sorry about the flowers. I must have. I was doing a dance number. What's the song? Um, uh, what, what's the name of the first song? I just said Life's, it, Life's a happy song. Life's a happy song. I, I love when it comes to Amy Adams' part. And she's singing out the window, and it's the it's gardener. Guys, the gardener <laughs> the rain on there, yeah. Well, and she does, and Amy Adams does does some great <clears throat> stuff where. <clears throat> Where she does, like at the end of that one, she kind of puts a little soul, you know, puts a little soul into it that she's just, you know, not to be offensive, but she's too white to put that much soul into what she's doing. And then in the Me Party song, you know, where it, it to, that was funny to me, where it's like we, we're overacting on purpose and having a good time with it. And um, I, I like that aspect of it, it, that humor to me. But did you catch when they left on the bus that someone in the crowd yells, they're finally gone. <laughs> yeah, and everybody falls over. <laughs> They're finally gone. <laughs> they all fall over. That was great. Um, <clears throat> I love the music that that I loved. Uh, you don't get it on the CD. Um, Jefferson Starship doing "We Built This City," yeah. but the Muppets actually singing <laughs> parts of it in the it, movie yeah. while they're doing the cleanup because you know they're all. I love it. Scooters just sitting there brushing, and Kermit's like, "This is boring." <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's Walter's like you guys got to do this to music. Yes, it was it, uh, and and then like it was a funny bit with Walter having all those sponges tied to him, and they're just and he's using them to to clean and um the uh, the whole I don't know the whole thing I just I'm I honestly just love it I'm just gushing over it right now and you know trying to go back a couple hours ago when I was just sitting in the theater just I like that Uncle Deadly was kind of front and center. 
Because Uncle Deadly's been around forever. Yeah, he's another one of those original Muppets that just never really got his due, you know. And 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 you only really saw him go front and center when they were like Vincent Price was on or someone like that, you know, or they were doing like a, a quote unquote scary number yeah. on the Muppet Show. And um, I love his. I love when he was talking to the guy when he was talking to Tex up on, as they were getting ready to try to cut the power. Or whatever he's like, everyone thinks I'm evil because I have a sinister British accent. <laughs> My name is Uncle Deadly, and I have a sinister <laughs> British accent. Um, it's an idiom, you idiot. idiom. Uh, I was kind of disappointed <coughs> that, that the bear, what's his name? Bobo. He didn't have as many. He, he on Muppets Bobo. Tonight and on Muppets from Space, he had so many just great one-liners. And he really didn't in this one. Yeah, and he I didn't, really, and we didn't get to see kind of his turnaround and his redemption the way we got to see Uncle Deadly's. Um I mean, you you and I do the whole remote goat bit from the, Muppets the goat. Could you, Bobo? Could you bring me the remote? The goat. <laughs> the goat. <laughs> the remote. Oh, the remote. Here you go. Here you go, sir. There's your remote. Um, I will say, Bobo, doing and and Skylar Queen says it right there. I, I uh, the and we touched on a minute ago doing the together again bit. Yeah. Was yeah. Inspired. Well, and when he walks out, and Bobo's—I think it was Bobo that looked Uncle, or no, Uncle Deadly said, "Do you think we're oh, after the fencing scene? You think we're working for the bad guy? Working for the bad guy?" There's so many meta moments in yeah. the movie. Um, that was a good one. Were there, Steve? Were there? Like, I'm sure you were laughing from scene to scene, but was there a scene that caught you so off guard that you were like, your eyes watered up, and you were? You know, it was, about to pass out from laughing. It was I literally. Have one moment. It was literally the moment, and and I don't know if it was. I, it was because it was kind of shocking because I realized what was going on, and about to say the same thing and, and it caught me off guard. It was when the Swedish chef burnt burn up the <laughs> vegetables in the refrigerator. I mean, I'm like, he just killed Muppets. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what was yours? Mine was when. Um, Camilla did uh, the CEO oh, song. Forget oh, you. Forget uh, you. I, I cluck you, as we like that, to call it. <laughs> that came so far out of left field for me that when I realized, when I heard the song <clears throat> and I realized who was about to start singing, I realized this is the most genius thing. I'm watching this unfold on, in full, you know, See, I color feel in like front of me, and I just, I, I almost passed out laughing. Between the CD and all myself. the parody trailers and all the, cl- I feel like I was just a little. I kind of wish I had gone into it a little bit more. I, I went into it totally blind. I had no and, idea that was going to happen. Uh, I didn't watch any trailers. See, uh, I would have loved to not known. I would have yeah. loved to not known. But that would have floored well, me that's, when that's that got a, me so. When good. Beaker came up with the axe for the barbershop oh quartet, gosh, I would have died right then. And there. Well, see, I didn't see that. I didn't see anywhere where Beaker comes up with the axe. I'd never. I'd heard the song, of course, on the, on the thing, and on the on the soundtrack, the chickens do a much longer version. Of yeah. forget you. They do the full I'm so, you sent me the soundtrack yesterday, right? yeah. uh, and I was like, I'm, I can't listen to it until after I've seen oh, the movie. It, is so it does spoil a lot. But yeah, chickens, it's, like, it's, it's got the full version of that. It's I didn't got even the full, read the track title. It's got the full version of Smells Like Dean Spirit. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't even look at that. I mean, I'm going to get it from you, but yeah, this is. I'm, I'm glad that I went into the movie totally blind. The chickens singing, singing Forget You on the CD <laughs> is hilarious because, like, the Camilla busts out, she's like, uh, it's it is 
Well, in those two bits, the the Forget You and the Smells Like Teen Spirit are so Muppet Show esque yes. that they yes. would take a a a very popular song at the time in the seventies mm-hmm. and put a spin like that on it. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the thing is is like this movie led up to the Muppet Show, and it made me one of the things I thought about on the way home was, could they do a Muppet Show again? You that's know, what I'm saying. Is this something that could be done? You know. Uh, Obviously, it's still in the consciousness of a lot of celebrities. I like that, you know, some of the celebrities we saw on those on the Rolodex cards. You know, Molly Ringwald is one that definitely sticks out. President Carter. Uh, President <laughs> Carter. <laughs> um, but uh, Jamie and Georgia mentions the um, Kill Bill style of, of kidnapping Jack Black. <laughs> when they- <laughs> that I didn't laugh too much at that until Swedish Chef went. Yes. Yeah, like crouching Ninja. Tiger, yeah. hidden dragon on him. Hmm. That was that was yeah. I'm sorry. I was Mr. Black. Apple. 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 <laughs> it was uh, just so so good. Oh yeah, when he calls car when Kermit's calling for dinner. Oh. oh, he moved. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I was trying to think about stuff. Uh, Easter eggs like when they were walking around Muppet Studios in the theater that I but I can't really. I love that they used the El Capitan. Yeah, as the Muppet Theater. There were so many like visible like landmarks in the movie that if you've ever been to L.A. or, or toured around L.A., you, you like that when when uh, Amy Adams does her solo number mm-hmm. in the in the Mel's Diner, that booth that's behind her, I've I've had dinner at that. Yeah, booth. like that's the real Mel's Diner on Melrose. Oh, nice. Um, and then <clears throat> Hollywood and Highland, like the whole movie sort of takes place on Hollywood and Highland, uh, where yeah. the Oscars are held. And I think that, that that shot when they open the door and there's that really long crane shot of, All of, the, the, people. of the boulevard full yeah. of people, they actually probably shot that at the Oscars last year uh, and then comped in Cars 2 posters and stuff to, to bring it up to date. I can't – I remember – seeing all those people tweeting and, and, and people, all the extras were were uh, like tweeting set pics. And I remember all that happening because they had pictures of the Muppets up front. I don't remember when that was. I remember sending Steve a lot of those. They also said, um, uh, our Slash film reported that they closed down <clears throat> that, that road for two straight days to yeah. film um, pickups for the Muppets movie. Like they, it was, it was well known that that was for the Muppets. And I think it's so cool. I mean, Disney owns the El Capitan, yeah. but I think it's so cool that not only was that used for the Muppet Theater and they filmed all that there, but then the the premiere, of course, was oh, there. So, cool. so you yeah. know, they're right back there. Yeah. That's where I saw Wally. It all. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. I just I was just thinking about <laughs> because I was thinking about that end scene and, and how things went down. Gonzo. Once he starts that bowling ball spin in his arm, and, and it, it goes to the entire show, it never stops. Yeah. <laughs> the time you see like I'm in this emotional he's... moment during Rainbow Connection, and it shows Gonzo and his arm still just to go. <laughs> I just don't understand why he didn't have more of a presence. It, it's yeah. because the movie moves so fast, you know. I'm sure, it, there, I'm sure there were several scenes that he had that were cut. Probably, I'm sure if we go back and watch those parody trailers, there's all kinds of shots where we'll. See. Well, and that and that's the thing. The movie moved so fast, and there was so much going on that I think one of the credits to to the writers is it's like we've got to pick a relationship, or we got to pick a story, and just kind of let this be the focal, and everything kind of happen around this. And though the A story was the Muppets getting back together, doing the show to raise the money, you know, at the heart of it was not just Walter and, and Gary and Mary, but this whole you guys said it while ago. It was Piggy and Kermit. It was like. These two 
mean something. You know, these two being together matter. And and so I think to focus on Kermit and, and his role in bringing everyone back together for a movie like this completely worked, you know, so that you did lose some screen time with some other people, you know. Um, Mr. Muppet! Oh, my gosh! Oh, Muppet Man. Muppet Man, that's... <laughs> I can't believe I fell for Muppet. Oh. Did you guys notice the one sleeve was both of Scooter's hands? Yeah, you yeah, had two arms hanging <laughs> out of the sleeve. <laughs> Wait, that was another thing that just got a huge laugh from all of us. And when it's like, okay, we're sitting down. Well, I don't think oh, we can oh, sit right, down. Right, right. No, don't, no, sit, don't down. sit down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, that's the thing. There were so many little things. that, And when Piggy's like, I can't believe I fell for Muppet, man, it's like, why would you know this? You know, what is it's it was just cool we've, that we've used that running gag before. We must have. Yeah, well it's it's just funny because it's like that was some of the stuff they threw in to make these these Muppets real characters. Yeah. And and it and it and it showed that they have a real history with one another. And um and again, I don't mean to take it too serious, but it was just I think it was a sign of some good writing, and it was, and it's like you said a while ago, Derek Siegel gets it. You know, here's a guy that gets the Muppets, and also gets out, and 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 they get how to tell a story with this cast of characters. You know, um, we hadn't touched on Rashida Jones and her role, um, which I, you know, it's an obligatory, you know, kind of the hard nosed corporate person starts out that way, and then it's softened <coughs> toward the whole idea toward the end. Um, Oh yeah, she's cheering as she, it gets closer to ten. She million. She warms up. At ten the million end. for the conveniently priced Muppet <laughs> right. Theater. Say, <laughs> well, and I really thought Hollywood that she'd Boulevard. come out and be like, "Oh, I can give him a dollar," you know, that kind of. That's thing. A, that's what I was thinking. I was like, "Well, oh, it stopped at nine. You know, we only need one dollar." I, I thought somebody going to like. Whip well, I thought out. one cameo person would come up and a dollar, and yeah. then Fozzie hits the thing, and it goes down to nine thousand, and it was like. I didn't even understand that. Yeah, they sort of acted like when he hit that sign that the amount actually was that much. Yeah. Well, I don't I was, know, but I love Fozzie's reaction. He's like, oh, I don't feel so bad now. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't uh, as close. All right. <laughs> and the whole time, they're, but the, it kind of took away from me because they're doing the whole um, Life's a Happy Song finale. And I'm like, you just lost the theater and, and, and here come the credits and you're okay. That says the end. Okay. I guess we're not going to do anything about it. And of course, they wrapped it up during Manamana, but. Right. And you know that that the head injury from the bowling ball uh, made Tex Richmond give them back the name the Muppets, and which led to the what the Waka. I com- I completely missed that. I think. Oh, because uh, I was I think I was texting you like, is there anything uh, after the credits? Well, after <laughs> they did the Manamana oh, okay. and the real credit started, there was nothing else. But um, but yeah, when Gonzo lets the bowling ball go, it hits Tex in the head. Yeah, and uh, and then the paper comes over. The, well, it's actually Muppet News Flash guy comes well, and over. He and he starts laughing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he starts right. laughing. And Muppet News News Flash guy comes over and he says, "This uh, just in." Yeah. Uh, the you know he gave the Muppet name in the theater back to back to them. Well, I like his lines too in the telethon where he's like, "This just in." It looks like they're gonna make it. Yeah. <laughs> While he's on the phone, yeah, I love, I love when the first call came through and it was Sweetums. Do we take money? Do we, do, yes, 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 we'll take Say money. Say yes. Say yes. <laughs> it was, it was a really, it was a really cool thing that you know. I like, I like the process of you know people trickling into the theater and of course Hobo Joe taking everybody's money, 
as they come in. He's like, tickets. Oh, tickets. Five dollars. I'll show your seat. It's somewhere down it's there. Down there so. <laughs> um, what about Statler and Waldorf? Not as round. Not around as much as I thought they were going to be. They've been too busy on Twitter the past two months. They have. They've been on Twitter nonstop the last two months. I really thought they were going to be part of the whole evil plot. Well, they were kind of. I mean, they gave Tex the contract. They did, but they they thought he was going to turn it into a museum. Yeah, so yeah, maybe they were being tricked, but and and then they don't show up again until uh, the show starts. Right. Um. So I thought, and from the first trailer, it kind of looked like they were gonna mm-hmm. they were gonna be involved in Tex Richmond's. I I really just hate they didn't show him because I was looking forward to the. I'm sure in that song there was somewhere going to be a flashback about him as ten years old at the Muppet right. Show. Right. Yeah. And so hopefully that's on the DVD. I just well, felt like it was kind of lost in the film. To Statler and Waldorf, I thought when Fozzie was out telling his jokes, even once Jack, Jack Black started in on him, I thought, oh, man, we're about to have a Jack Black, Statler and Waldorf yeah, team. I, I really thought they were going to tear into Fozzie like <laughs> they always do, and they never did. It's like we've been, I mean, it's like we've been held <laughs> captive for 40 years. Yeah. Now you know how we've felt. Yeah. They didn't heckle near as much as I thought they would, and then they there was on there was one other part where they came on at the end. I don't remember what it was now. I think it was during the finale song where they were. We like it better when you don't sing or something. <laughs> yeah, we like it better when you dance. Yeah, when you, yeah. I liked when Tex came out. He's like, "You've already sang this song once." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please stop singing this song. It's, uh... Scholar I saw so, I saw somebody say in the chat a minute ago, and and I agree it would have been a great bit if if Lou had been throwing the fish when uh, Zach Galifianakis did the three D bit. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's coming at you in three D. Pumping in your face in a three D. Well, you could definitely tell who like the favorite though. They tried to get as many in there as they could. You could tell who the favorites of the writers were. I mean, Swedish Chef was obviously one of their favorites because yes. he had so much to do in this movie. You know, um, to be on the kidnapping team. Um, <laughs> Which was inspired. And Rizzo was, too. He just didn't Yeah, mind. Um, he, Animal, uh, Animal's little plot line was hilarious to me. I, I, like, I loved that. I, I felt like the Electric Mayhem didn't get a whole lot of uh, respect, but I, I loved that Animal had this whole, you know... We we can't really bring in everything control. together at the end unless Animal's playing the drums. Well, and when he says drum roll, please, and Animal hang, hang, held a little <laughs> yeah, triangle. triangle. Ding, 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 ding. That was well. <laughs> Floyd had more lines than Janice or Doctor Teeth. Yeah. Well, it's easy to get Floyd's voice. Very nice. <laughs> Anybody can do it. Think you think should, we should have rented a bigger car? Think we should have rented a bigger car. Two, I told you Menomini wasn't going to be playing on the radio. I know. It would have been it would have been funny though. It would have been funny. What one of the things this is going to sound really weird, but one of the things I really liked that we got to see Floyd do was blink. <laughs> because Floyd when he blinks to me it's so funny. You know, cuz I don't know why it just always looks so funny to me and it There's something about these faces. I don't know. It they have so much personality. In their faces that have no personality whatsoever. They're so like when Kermit's staring up at the sky there in that one scene where they're hanging, where they're laying in the hammock. And I was just like, you can just see him thinking it over, they're, bowling they're it over. They're real. Yeah, they're all. It's real. amazing that that they can do so much. <laughs> I love when Peggy Piggy slamming her head on the deck. I can't believe I fell for Muppet <laughs> Man. <laughs> 
it was there's so many moments like that where they just I mean, when Fozzie save the cushions save I mean, the cushions to me, to me that was like one of our favorite bits when he's playing with Ralph and and, and the hat flies off uh, yeah my hat turns you know. and looks yeah he's, he turns back to look at his hat falling off can you play hatless <laughs> I don't know who wrote it <laughs> Oh, man. And, you know, like I say, I was so glad to see Rolf get a little screen time, a little more screen time and seem important in this thing. I I, I just died out laughing at that bit of him in the hammock. I'm sorry. I just Because as soon as they cut back to him in the car, classic. Classic. <laughs> yep. I love Scooter working at Google. Yes. Off to, off to the says, TED conference. Off to the TED conference. <laughs> I nearly died. And did you guys notice? And 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 if it was, you know, footage from the Oscars, you know, that's cool. But pretty sure it was. All the people in that end scene, you didn't really see a lot of kids in that audience. That was all adults. And to me, though, that's I. I don't know. It's like that meant something to me that it was well and the the kids sum it up when they walk in with Whoopi Goldberg they're like we don't really know who you are i mean the the kids today don't yeah yeah it's true are i mean they, they have no i mean we're we're the ones that grew up on this stuff and really not even uh, i mean Graham and i were not alive when the muppet show was actually on yeah yeah i watched it through reruns yeah. for sure well see i remember I watching it in primetime television you know um i mean i, I watched muppets tonight i watched yeah. it every night when it was on when uh when Whoopi Goldberg and Selena Gomez, I love how Kermit's like Whoopi Goldberg, Selena Gomez, and you, and and, and you, <laughs> like he didn't. Know, I don't even know who that kid is. I know he's that some kid, famous kid. It's, it's Manny from Modern Family. Yeah, I, right. I don't yeah. know the actor's name. And uh, but the yeah the whole uh, uh, the only reason I know who he is is he made some random cameo on the Legend of the Guardians DVD. Are you uh like are you one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yes, I yes, am. I am. Yes, yes, I am. Um. Why don't you but, come right over here? <laughs> you just the, come over. But the fact that it was all you know, adults, young adult type people that were out there, it to me that spoke volumes because it's like we recognize who the fans of this are going to be, and you know, and this is now your chance to get your kids or you know your nieces or nephews or whoever into this into this but i mean you know i don't think of the muppet movie or the great muppet caper as a kid's movie at all even when i was a kid watching it i mean i loved it but you know i think of of a muppet christmas carol and muppet treasure island as far more kid friendly than than those i i just find those more for adults because they're just and maybe it's just because as as an adult i love them so much i think the best the best family movies are are the are the are the movies that are for everybody Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's I, why I get Pixar has done so well. I, great. You know, and I get that, and I love that kids sat in the theater today and loved it. But I just, I walk away thinking that was for me. That wasn't for a kid. Yeah. I got asked when I said I was going to see this. They're like, "Why are you going to the uh, Muppets movie?" I'm like, "Well, because this is this is the Muppets. They know their audience now. They know that the people that are going to go see this movie are the people that watched the show when they were kids or were exposed to the show when they were kids. But at the so same, I don't feel bad about going to see this. I'm sure it's great for kids, but it's a movie for us." Wait, well, right. Dane, Dane Davenport, explain. I saw it with my seven-month-year-old niece. Well, I love he says my seven-month-year-old niece and my four-year-old nephew, and they loved it. I'm sure your seven-month-old loved it. I don't know what a seven-month-year-old niece is. I think he meant seven-year-old. Seven-month-year-old? He'll say it. He'll say it. He'll say it. 
Unless you unless say you, it. You've put a spotlight on him now. Apple. Apple. Months old. Months old. Okay. Seven months old. Wow. Well, I just really felt that there were so many moments that I could have been the only one in there, and I would have been dying laughing the whole time. I mean, I, oh, yeah. the, the audience laughing did nothing for me laughing more because I was literally just cracking up at like the Ralph moment, and and anytime anytime Beaker's on the screen, I mean, like I said, that that <laughs> that whole thing of Bunsen can light Beaker's head on fire, just <laughs> uh, you know, I'm dying. And even when they're doing the montage, and and I've seen it a million times in the commercials all summer long. But when Beaker gets sucked up into that thing, this, it was the CERN. Yeah, that was an actual. I was, I was, I had tears coming down, and you know, and, and, the CERN, and and and, Beaker, and uh, Bunsen picks him up and puts him in his shirt pocket. Yeah, I guess we're in. Yeah, we're in. Beaker well, didn't have a whole lot of. I mean, uh, Bunsen didn't no, have a whole lot of no, lines. That was it. That was the, the first <laughs> time you see him. Well, Derek, to go back to your point about not seeing it as not seeing those things <laughs> as kids' movies. I mean, you think about when we were introduced to the Muppets, so all of us, you know, sitting here talking about it, were introduced to these things as as children. And what we got out of these things as children is a whole lot different than what we get out of them as adults. Even going back and watching some of these Muppet Show episodes on TV, you know, there are jokes that I never caught as a kid. Oh, yeah, I agree you know, they with just, that. They kind of sell over my head. And that's where I go back to, it's kind of, you know, it. I think it's a, there's a magical aspect to it you know, as these things are singing and dancing with real life people, and they do some funny slapstick comedy. And I've said this about comic books nowadays. You know, the comics are in the comic industry. They they've decided to take it around where they gear it toward us, where they gear it toward your adult fanboys who have been reading these things for years. Whereas most of us got into it when we were ten and eleven years old. And I think that it takes a special talent to be able to write something that is going to appeal to an audience across the board that 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 kids can that kids can enjoy without parents being scared of the kids enjoying and but the parents and you know adults like us we enjoy as well and and we enjoy it for different reasons you know um and i, I to me that takes a, a it takes a pixar level talent i mean the only other company that i mean it, it it's no surprise that the muppets you know this came out of disney honestly because Disney kind of have, has found that formula, especially through their, you know, through Pixar, which Pixar, you know, being a separate entity really from Disney, but um, but they found that formula. They have people that have found that formula. You know, they did it with The Lion King and some of their animated stuff back in the nineties, and it's and it's just a thing where it's like, we know how to do this, and we know how to, you know, and and if this is what the Muppets are going to be from now on, I say bring it on, you know. Let's see what these people can do with them, you know, further. Now that they've reintroduced them, now that this they're back in our consciousness, let's uh you know, let's 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 get more of this stuff and let's see what we can do. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you because there's so many minutes you can so many moments you can go back and watch now and that I didn't get especially on the Muppet show, but the movies. I watched the Muppet movie the other night just thinking it was right after I got the CD because there's a part in this. There's a lot of dialogue in the soundtrack where they they cut in. They're like, uh, in between yeah, them, and, and not and they they set up the songs because there's like there's the bit of uh, how are we gonna find everybody? Didn't you see our first movie? We drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I was sitting there thinking that I I've got to watch Muppet movie before I go see this because if they if they're setting up stuff like this, I need to you know have a refresher because it's been a few years. We'll catch some. And I yeah and and to me Muppet movie. 
of more than anything else is so much more an adult film. Uh, touching on adult subjects more for kids, and there's not a whole lot of hijinks stuff. Did the adults at the time realize that? See, I don't know, because you know you you hear about a lot of kids growing up, like, oh, I love that movie when I was a kid, but then they go see it again. They're like, wow, that was really that was an adult movie too. But did the adults that were taking their kids to it? Did it appeal to them? You would think it would have to, especially, and that was one of the things. Or that, does it appeal to you now because you're older and you get the? Well, get I think that's why they did so many of the cameos back then. I kind of yeah. wish some people that were throwing, alive throwing the adults about. I think some of the people that were alive uh, today that were in the original. I kind of wish, like I, I wish Steve Martin would have been in oh, this. He should have been playing banjo or something like yeah, that. Or like, you know, even if he played the same, band. if they went back to that restaurant and he was playing still a waiter at the restaurant. Yeah. Uh, that they, you know, if they can have gotten away with a few things, would you like to smell the bottle cap? Kermit the uh, Frog, Kermit, are you Kermit? Phone call, phone call for Kermit the Frog. Um, thank uh, you, yeah, Mel Brooks. And, thank you so and, much. And, thank yeah, you, yeah, Mel, Mel Brooks, Carol Kane. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I just as a, and I can watching it the other night. I don't remember how many years. Sell it's been your I've, frog legs. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how many years it's been since I've seen Muppet Movie. It's really probably been five or six. I forgot all about the myth running joke. Uh, and I I don't know I if I I never ever, got that as a kid. Never got that as a kid. The whole myth? Myth? Yes. Yes. Never I, got I, that as a kid. <laughs> I don't know that if I didn't get it, but I don't remember it. And, and I now totally always just, remember it because the kids, I'm like, are they just, is this just some random woman that thinks he's saying miss? It's and then like, Telly Savalas, nope. you know, uh, but of course he's he's dead, isn't he? Yeah, yeah Telly Savalas is dead. Um, there are so many people that they could have brought back. James Coburn, who? In it, James Coburn that gets kicked out of the uh, the El Slizo yeah. Cafe. Yeah. I own the yeah. place. I am the owner. The El Slizo. Yeah. Showtime! Uh, Showtime at the El Slizo Cafe. Of course, Orson Welles is dead. Mm-hmm. Um. Prepare the standard rich and famous contract for Kermit the Frog. <coughs> Cloris Leachman. Yeah, she's Orson Welles' secretary at the end of the, yes. the first. She and she's just everywhere now. But I expected Betty White to show up. Yeah, at some I, point. I was about to say it wouldn't have surprised me to see Betty White. You know, um, maybe they did film something with her and just didn't make it in because there could have been a great. Well, thing I mean, Betty, let's face it, Betty White's a Muppet. She hadn't changed in fifty years. Yeah, well, that's true. She looks the same when she, she was actually on the Muppet yeah, Show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And I loved hearing the stuff like uh, you were talking about the Rolodex Kermit was going through, but mm-hmm. I loved the the audio of like you know and Bob and Hope. Here's Bob Hope, and I don't mm-hmm. remember who the one was when they were on. Steve it was Martin. Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. It was the because isn't that the first episode? Yeah, I, no, that wasn't the first episode. Is it not? Um, he wasn't on to like the second or third season, but when he was on, it was hilarious because they didn't have a show that night. They were doing auditions. That's right. And so he basically just performed for the Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. It, there, there are a lot of, of cameos. Like, I would have loved to seen Charles Grodin. <coughs> you know. That would have been a good one. I think, I think that would have been cool. Maybe on parole or something. Who knows? But, uh, you know, I... Or in the cell next to them in the oh in the, yes yes on if the they, if they'd have done the jail, I want to yeah. know why they ended up in jail. <laughs> they had 
that's it has something to do with the show. They're all in tuxedos in that scene, so it's something around the, the night of the show. The kidnapping. Well, it probably has something to do with text. It's probably the kidnapping. Probably yeah. the kidnapping. <laughs> kidnapping Jack Black. What's yeah. more illegal? What's more illegal, Kermit? Letting Kidnapped the- Jack Black. <laughs> I love, it was just that stagnant pause. That was one of my favorite kind of things like in the whole movie. Where he kidnapping just, Black Jack Every Black. answer to every question was kidnapping Jack Black. <laughs> I love how they work. Oh, uh, yeah. Listen, uh, Boshin, Bokian World says... How about the throwback to Muppet Family Christmas when Rolf said, I love geriatric humor. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to canine humor, which he said in Family Christmas. He's talking to Fozzie's mom. Yeah, but woof, woof. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot Gould was in the Muppet movie. That's true. He was the uh, state uh, that awarded Miss Piggy the the Miss Podunk County yeah. you know, yeah, crown or whatever. Yeah. Jerry, I love that line though. When Ross like, I love geriatric humor. I did. I caught that. No one else really caught it. What so. was that in reference? I remember it, but I don't remember what it was in reference to. Was it? Was it? No, it wasn't Statler and Waldorf, was it? Yeah, it was. Was I'm it? I'm pretty was sure because they they had one little quip near the end of the movie, and um, I thought Ralph, but Ralph said that earlier earlier on. Somebody in the chat help us out. I remember Ralph saying it very vividly, but I don't remember what. Oh, crap. It was so good, too. It had to have been Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, it was. Because who else would have been... There's no other old Muppets. Or even elderly people in the in the thing. Steve's Steve's having an aneurysm over there. <laughs> Steve. I, I'm just... No, I'm looking at the chat. I can hear the wheels turning <laughs> through the mic. I'm, I hear the hamster wheel. I'm sorry. I'm looking for... They started naming some cameos, and I was trying to see if, if someone... If someone mentioned any more, and now I'm going through like Muppets Take Manhattan, and um, I was just thinking of who else it would have been great. And that to throw led me, in. and that led me to what was Kermit wearing on the streets of Paris? What that the turtleneck, the peacoat, pea and the yeah, turtleneck, peacoat and turtleneck. I'm like Joan Rivers. Yeah, she was in uh, Muppets Take Manhattan. Oh, half of the audience is still alive. That was what. That's it was. what. Yes, half of the audience is still alive. I love geriatric humor. Uh, that's that, uh, yeah um, who else was in, in some of those things that would have been cool to, I mean I know that you can't get everyone back I would have loved to see I guess they're saying well and a lot Skylar of people you gotta, he, a lot of those people in the first movie are dead it, it's, 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 yeah. it's sad to think back on that Richard Pryor Orson Welles yeah. um, I can never think of the guy's name with the, the Skylar Queen are you talking about Mel Brooks said no or Elliot Gould said no I have a hard time believing Mel Brooks would have said no. I don't see that. Dabney Coleman. Now, who is Dabney Coleman? Uh, the one that holds Gonzo hostage. Oh, yes. Oh. When he grabs him by the nose. <laughs> and animals in the doorway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bad man. <clears throat> Donald Glover, I forgot to mention he was in there. Yes, yeah. Donald Glover. He was the he was Rashida's <laughs> assistant. Punch, punch the teacher just got canceled. We're being sued. Oh, Ken by Jong. The, yeah. Yeah. Who was but who was the teacher? Bill Nye was the teacher that got punched, wasn't he? I it looked I like him, but it was I, so I, quick. I didn't Bill catch Nye. that. It was so quick that I don't know if that was him or not. Okay, Skylar Queen says it was Groden that said no. I I can see that. James Carville, I forgot he was yeah, in there. He was in the background. He, he was uh, answering, answering the phones. phone calls. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah. Shut. Well, they had that one quick scene with the news, the Muppet News Flash guy was right there next to him when he announced some news, and Carville just kind of looked at him. Uh, yeah, Judd Hirsch. I didn't see him in there anywhere. Who is now? Who is Judd Hirsch? Taxi. You yes, remember? yes, I saw him. Where was yeah. he at? He he was answering phones right next to uh, James Carville, and at the very end, he did some Manamana stuff. He played Jeff Goldblum's dad in Independence Day, Steve. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the I don't know if I'm if because the first cameo that I noticed, I may have been mistaken. It was during the first musical number, <coughs> and someone butts in and sings a line, and I thought that that Feist. was Feist. Yeah, it yeah, is. It was Feist. Yeah, okay, and cool. then uh, Mickey Rooney. Yeah, right after yeah. her. I leaned over to Ben, uh, who was watching with me, and said, "That's Feist." Yeah, and it was the first cameo that I caught. You can really tell in the CD because it really? sounds yeah, like. It's Feist. I mean, it's Feist. Yeah. She sounds the same in every song, but. Uh, but I like somebody, how the, that's a musical cameo. Somebody yeah. asked if Jerry Parks uh, Doc is still around. He is. Watch the. Uh, Boondock Saints. Oh yeah, oh. he's the he's the bartender in the Boondock Saints. He plays Doc in everything he's ever in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I imagine they could get the sprocket thing. But here's the sad thing: we live in a world now where Sesame Street, Fraggle Rock, and the Muppets are all owned by three different companies. Are they oh, wow. really? Yeah. Um, I saw something with Siegel today where he said um, the original script, the first draft, they was to include was Big Elmo and Elmo. Yeah, El- Elmo was going to be the celebrity host. <laughs> and they get him out there with a tux, and as soon as the light, the curtain's about to go up, all these attorneys come in. They're like, no, 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 no you can't do that. You can't do that. That would have been awesome. And uh, they yank Elmo off the stage, and then they're left without a celebrity host. And then uh, ultimately, when they were writing the script, attorneys really did show up and told them they yeah. couldn't do it. So That's, yeah. oh, that's, that's horrible, just... though. You would think that <clears throat> there's there's got to be more goodwill in the world than that. Well, you yeah, would think as many, involved. when people, as much as stuff crosses over and we can do it, Emmy's opening number that like crosses there were, there between NBC and ABC no crossover at all with Sesame Street. Well. Uh-uh. I expected at least something. Yeah, I did too. I, but if they're if they're being that way, but I mean, especially, I mean, I'm sorry. <coughs> if the machine that is Disney can let Paramount keep the, uh, you know, the distribution looking like they're distributing the Avengers next year, surely <laughs> someone can come along and be like, yeah, Disney, we'll throw you a bone. Here's Big Bird. Yeah. You know, and that's one of my favorite parts of the Muppet movie when they uh. when. Fozzie and Kermit happen upon in the Studebaker happen upon Big Bird and ask him if he wants to go to Hollywood and he says no I'm I'm going to New York I want to break Breaking into public, into public television <laughs> public television that always as a kid captured my imagination that moment well and, and then follow that bird which is one of my favorite movies as a kid has so many Muppet stuff yeah. in it well and then um and then in <clears throat> Muppets Take Manhattan in the wedding scene you know. Cookie Monster. They're all actually, out there. Yeah, Ernie Cookie and Bert. Actually, yeah, Bert and Ernie, they're singing a line. Cookie Monster sings a line. And uh, and Big Bird's in the back, you know, swaying back and forth with everybody. Um, and, of course, the best Muppet things ever was Muppet Family Christmas, oh which is Muppets, Sesame Street, and, and Fraggle Rock wow. all in the same thing. Well, now, who owns the Fraggles now? Um, I don't remember. I mean, they're about to get a movie, too. Uh, I forget who owns it now, but it's 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 been split off as well. Somebody's bought the rights. So Skylar Queen is a Disney shareholder, and I like how he says this. It's part of the working deal. We get the actual money, but Paramount gets the credit from the articles I've read. We get the actual money. Skylar Queen, well, 91, ladies that. and gentlemen, Got Disney you shareholder. You can say it. Disney yeah. shareholder. I have a share of Disney. I own a share of Grant, Graham Hancock. <laughs> I, should, I should just get a share of Apple stock. I want, I want some of that mess. Life. I want some of that Grant Hancock action. Um, <laughs> well, we, look, we can let you in on the ground floor of Geek Out Loud real cheap. <laughs> real We're going cheap, to man. in a couple of months. Real cheap. <laughs> <laughs> real cheap. 
Apple. Apple, yeah. <laughs> got hey, a billion listen, dollar valuation. We're going, Graham, we're taking this thing worldwide. You have no idea. The Geek Out Loud brand. Steve. We're going double uranium. <laughs> <laughs> listen, we've already been ripped off by CNN. Um, when did we get ripped off by CNN? Dude, they've got a whole Geek Out blog thing they do now once a week on their Excuse website. Excuse me? Yes. You should sue them. Yeah. I know a guy that can help you sue And it's like the Geek Out blog. I'm just kidding. I don't know. We'll just use Lawrence. I know a guy. <laughs> yeah, we, that's actually Lionsgate nice. has the DVDs of Fraggles, but I don't. But he doesn't know who actually has the working rights for Fraggles. Well, now who who has uh, who has Sesame Street? I thought I thought the whole Henson Company had been brought into the Disney umbrella. Uh uh-uh. uh uh uh. Are you sure? Yeah. But I, yeah, just the fact that none of them made any cameos in this movie sort of proves it. Oh sure. So. I mean, I'm not saying anyone's wrong. <coughs> I'm just wondering who has, who owns well, these people. Sesame Street hasn't been under the Henson umbrella in some time. Oh mm-hmm. wow, okay. I think the Henson Company sold it off to, to for some important reason. Like the Children's they Television need- Workshop. That's probably. Well, does, is Kermit not on Sesame Street anymore? No. That's sad. Mm-hmm. That's sad to me. And even and Jason was like, I didn't even know when we started doing right. all this. It was like because he really wanted Elmo to be the right the host, which I think would have been hilarious. Well, because you know my thing with Elmo, I hate him on, I hate him when he's around kids and everything and being all, all you know. But when you get him around like Ricky Gervais or something, he is one of the funniest things ever. Ricky Gervais was on Sesame Street. <clears throat> yeah, he did that lullaby, that celebrity yeah. lullaby, and he's like, "Who's this?" And Elmo was on coming? Ricky Gervais's show, and they crack up the whole time. Sesame Street is his own thing. Sesame Workshop, as it's now known, does that. There you go. So. Did you see Liam Neeson and Ricky Gervais? Mm-hmm. That, that was funny. That was amazing. Scholar Queen uh, 91 is just a font of information tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Scholar Queen 91, because like if this were not a live show right now, we would be like floundering for information. We'd, bore the, we'd bore the audience half to death. Half the audience is half still the alive. still alive. I love geriatric humor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you going to go try to see this again, guys? Every Definitely. day. I almost turned around and watched a 920 showing. I went to a 705 showing, and I was so close to, to seeing it again at 920. And I was um, I was running a little late, and I was kind of pressed for time. Um, so I was <clears throat> I got in, and I was thinking, well, the movie will have already started. I forgot about the Toy Story thing, which was a lot longer than I expected it to be. Can I, can I say something about that real yeah. quick? I enjoyed that. In the short amount of time that it took up, I enjoyed that almost as much as a full-on Toy Story movie. They well, condensed so well, much. Well, that's what killed me. It was like the whole thing was Buzz needing to get back home. Well, that's what every single movie was. <laughs> they wrapped like, it up in two can, minutes. They condensed so much into that little 10-minute uh, short that I was I felt the same range of emotions that I would feel watching a full-on Toy Story. Uh, the grappling hook is what cracked me up. Every, can I use you? Yep. Yep. <laughs> and he was so excited. He's like, here we go. <laughs> I, I, I just want to find that and watch that again. I go back to see it just for that. That was pretty good. I like that they they have been doing those. Um, apparently, there was one in front of Cars Two. Cars Two. The, yeah, they go so to Hawaii. Like they go to Hawaii, and I did. Cars I, Two was my in-flight movie yesterday. I have not I, seen I, so I didn't, uh, I didn't it, so I have not seen the Hawaiian one. But I, I like the little girl that Andy left the toys with, and I, I thought all that was pretty cute. But uh, and I, the trailers weren't very good at all. Anyway, regardless to say, it really took like two hours and twenty minutes. 
Did you not get the Brave trailer in front of? I got the Brave teaser. They didn't play the whole trailer. Oh, I got the whole trailer at ours. They just—I've seen the whole trailer now, but they—they—they played. They just played the teaser, and we got. I got I got to call timeout and call a quick foul on Skylar Queen ninety one real quick. Bonnie, he just put. He wrote the word Bonnie, and that is to tell you what the little girl's name is. All right, Skylar, you've shown you knowledge. Let's calm it down a bit. Get a little cocky there. Get a little cocky in the <laughs> chat. Jimmy and Georgia says, In October 2011, New Regency acquired the rights to the movie to be produced by the Jim Henson Company and the Montecito Picture Company. Um, New Regency, the company by Alvin, the Chipmunks movies, and it's the Fraggles. Hmm. So, we've heard a little bit about that, haven't we, Derek? Fraggle movie? A little bit. Touches here and there. Steve and Derek are writing it. Yeah. Put that out there. Just go ahead and put that in. So go ahead and buy in now at Geek Out Loud. Real cheap. Shares are cheap. Along with Henry Cavill's Superman sequel. We are. We're we're taking that. Look, if anything, this movie made me more excited to see Amy Adams as Lois Lane because her range of acting is amazing. She is Lois Lane, right? She will will be in the new one. one. Steve? No, listen, I've been on board with Amy Adams as Lois Lane since the beginning. Since Smallville. Uh, yeah, since, well, she, since she ate that deer in season she, one. Yeah, since she popped her jaw open like a snake and ate that freaking deer fat. Um, I've been, no, I've been on that, I've been on that train. I love Amy Adams. Because, I mean, you watch her from that appearance in Smallville right on up through, um, like, her stuff in Talladega Nights to Enchanted to... Hot Rod. Um, hot Rod. Hot Rod. That's Isla Fisher. That wasn't Amy. Oh, is it? That, yeah, yeah, that wasn't yeah, Amy Adams. Uh, Why am I getting her, to her role in because they look a lot alike. To her role in Doubt, um, her role in Doubt opposite uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, it was Philip Seymour Hoffman. What? It's a Family Guy reference. Story. Okay. <laughs> um, she uh, like the you know like the girl in Titanic, Kate Winslet. That wasn't Kate Winslet. That was Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, no. <laughs> No, Peter, that was Kate Winslet. No, it wasn't. It was Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> but yeah, I she isn't she's a phenomenal actress to me. And and so I'm looking forward to her Lois Lane. Well, I have never seen her do anything. I never saw wow. Enchanted. Um so I've never really seen her do anything goofy other than like Talladega Nights um up until this. Mm-hmm. Um and I was cracking up during the party for one when she was dancing around the diner. Yep. And then sitting there thinking, on a year from now, we're going to be watching her, you know, play Lois is is pretty cool. I think she's going to do. I, I think she's going to be phenomenal. I do, and um, you know, I this made me more of a fan of Jason Segel. I've recently, since it's been in syndication, been watching a little bit of uh, How I Met Your Mother. And I just picked. I just started that myself, and have killed about five seasons in two months. Yeah. He's, and uh, he he's the best part of the show. He's one of the best, yeah. Um, he and it makes me wonder because I've never really seen many interviews with him or anything. He just seems like a funny, laid back guy. And I think I think he's Marshall, yeah, like almost completely. And yeah. I've been watching all these interviews leading up to this, and there was a great bit where Kermit was interviewing him the other night. Um, they were kind of doing like a point counterpoint. And Kermit starts talking about the nude scenes and forgetting Sarah Marshall. And it was really awkward. <laughs> Can't believe we gave them up at franchise with the guy that shakes his you know what around and <laughs> forgets Sarah Marshall. Uh, 
So, uh, yes, was Amy's, we are laughing. Was Amy's We're character laughing. was Amy's character on Smallville the only one to like Pete? No, Pete had some other chicks, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Poor Pete. There's a couple times. <laughs> Poor Pete. <clears throat> no wonder he turned to drugs. <laughs> Look, I I was what I know this is completely off topic for Muppets, but I was watching the the series document. I've been watching it. I've watched it a couple times, but the ninety minute retrospective of the whole se- series, and it's great to see they do all the interviews with all the cast members. But everything from, with Sam Jones is from season one. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited to be a part of this show. I hope it lasts forever. <laughs> we couldn't bring him back from from jail. We couldn't Skype him in for these interviews. Pete had groofies in Velocity. That's that car movie. That's that car episode. That That's that like, car movie. That Fast and the car. Smallville and the Furious. Smallville and the Furious, yeah. Fast fo- Do what? As Steve used to call it. I hated that episode. I know you did. Steve. With a passion. With a passion. But this isn't a Smallville podcast. This is Geek Out. No, it's. We're, legally, we cannot talk about Smallville. But not yet. <laughs> <laughs> we hadn't cleared the papers on that. We're gonna we're gonna blow everybody's mind when we do a whole series retrospective over the course of the next two years coming up. Of what? Uh, of, really start, of Smallville. Thing. Oh, of Smallville. Yeah. On Geek Out Loud. Yeah. Just that seems like on didn't Tuesday. we just do that the last five years? <laughs> oh, we're starting from season one, baby. Oh God, kill me. <laughs> one episode at a time. <laughs> exactly, one episode at a time. Skylar Queen says, uh, wants to know what Edna's been up to. You'll find out where Edna went. Yeah. yeah. We miss her. I think I know. We yeah. We miss Edna. Bless her heart. So, well, with that, hey, Graham, gosh, Steve. thanks so much for being on Geek Out Loud, man. A great surprise Happy guest. Here. Was Edna a Muppet? Um, I got to get out of the chat. Hold on. <laughs> get out of the chat, Steve. Graham, you've recently started up a new endeavor with Joe Humrick. I have a uh, former co-host of the 10th Wonder uh, who jumped in, um, what was it, for the last season of Heroes, two, last two seasons of Heroes that we, that we did the show? Just four. Just the fourth Just season. Just four? Yeah. Um, I did two and three. So we, I, I think we, we talked to each other and we both said, you know, we want to keep doing a show. It, it has been about a year since we had done a podcast. And uh, so we said, well, we, we want to do something, but we want to do it about a subject that we can't we can't have it canceled on us, you know, <laughs> like we did the heroes podcast and heroes got canceled. So that stopped our show. So now we're doing a new podcast called please stand by, which is, um, it's, it's a show where we're just going to be talking about sort of the latest in whatever interesting tech media, web movies, games, that, that kind of stuff. It, anything, <laughs> anything interesting that happens, we're going to be bringing it up, talking about it. I guess the whole point is to, have interesting conversations and that means that you're welcome to come on Derek's welcome to come on uh, we can do multiple <laughs> people on, on be careful show. what you'd say we're welcome to do sir <laughs> Steve um, and Derek have a reputation that's okay uh, and so we want to do that we, we definitely want it to be a fun show where we're open to talk about whatever cool well thanks for coming on buddy I really appreciate you being here it was awesome my and, first time on Geek Out Loud. And yeah, and, and we do need to have that Transformers chat at some point. We do. What do you think yeah. of the third one, by the way? 
You know, I did. Here's since we're gonna have this conversation. Oh yes, here we go. <laughs> uh, um, so buckle up. I, I saw. I liked the first one. Mm-hmm. I didn't go see the second one, and then when I got, uh, we there was a big group of us going to see the third one, and I was like, well, I guess I have to see the second one. So you now. never saw it until you saw. Never saw it, and then. The, the the afternoon that I was going to go see the third one, I bought the second one on iTunes and watched it. And uh, well, that was a waste of money. Oh, it was a total waste. Of money. It was an awful movie. Easy. Um, yeah, he likes it. Well, easy, easy. easy. Uh, but I saw the third one and I kind of liked it for what it was, which is eye candy. Mm-hmm. And it was an impressive bit of eye candy. I saw it in three D. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was bay a vision. In bay vision look, explosions and sexy look, women. This is all I'm going to say about the third one. When <laughs> when you get this line uttered by one of the greatest characters ever in cartoon or cinematic screen, we will kill them all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was up on my feet like you you dirt skippy you're going to kill them all. They're bringing the space bridge. That? Huh? That was Optimus. Yeah, him. when he yeah. after they've after they've "Quote unquote gone." They've left Earth, and then, yeah. and they take that one that out. That was my only problem with the third one. I actually kind of liked it, but it's like, well, okay, that was we're all gonna a trick. I know it was like was we're gonna fake fun. our death, and then we're gonna let the Decepticons kill half the humans in Chicago <laughs> to teach them a lesson, and then we're gonna come back and save the day. Well, all of that was just so that Michael Bay could have some fun. Mike, you just completely up. ruined the whole thing for me, Derek. Did you not pick up on that? Well, I mean, I, I think it's just a thing where it's like... And then you see them explode, but they're not blood. They just turn to... It's like they're vampires. They turn to black dust. Right. There's no blood. They were disintegrated. They it was like the Mars Attacks race. <laughs> Here's a guy that just made a Mars Attacks reference. <laughs> Here's a guy. <laughs> Who's speaking? Who's speaking? Right. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, we definitely have to continue the Transformers. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to have a chat with you about the whole thing at some point, because um, I'm a big G1 fan, and yep, and everything like in the second one from the Matrix to them actually doing the space bridge, bringing Cybertron arc in Got the touch. in in the, the third one, I really love. But Graham, thanks I for still being have the soundtrack. Do what now? Still have the soundtrack. Oh, from too. Transformers the movie. Yeah. You'll listen to it. Oh, heck yeah. So do I, man. Dare, dare to believe you can. No, tell to tell Graham who you had on Geek Out Loud. Oh, I had Stan Bush on Geek Out Loud. Are you kidding me? No, I'm serious. You're kidding me. No. You had Stan Bush on your show. Yeah. Dude, I had Brian Austin Green on and talked to him like a normal person, but when Stan Bush came on, I was starstruck. <laughs> and you can completely tell by the interview. You know, I'm just. I have to listen to that. I'm just gushing over all of his songs and stuff from his other albums because, like, he has other albums and stuff out that I bought and listened to. You know what's to. amazing about his new album? It sounds it just like his old. Sounds exactly stuff. like the 1980s. <laughs> but see, rock. that's what I loved about it. It's like you you put out the same music you used to put out. Thank you so much for not changing. You know, for not selling out to the man. <laughs> but I did. Uh, I really, and he that's was awesome. He was a super nice guy. I so. forgot. I totally forgot about that until Graham just broke out in song a minute oh, ago. Oh man, that's awesome! You can find that episode at geekoutpodcast dot com. <laughs> so, and I, I share it now. I'm doing that now, and I will buy stock. Yes, buy stock. I hear you. All right. Uh, well, Derek, let's wrap Please. this puppy up. All right, you hold your finger there. I'll put the tape. Oh. That joke didn't work last time. I'm not going to use it this time. Sounds good. Um, 
You hold your finger there. That's what she said. No, no, it was tape and ribbon and oh. and, pre- and we were gonna rap. Oh, rap yeah. for me, Steve. Rap for me, Steve. Um, <laughs> sorry, we missed Jason Siegel tonight. He didn't call in. Um, I well, I don't know where he was. He was apologies to, to Jason Siegel. Yeah, we we tried to I, get him on. He must have met ten thirty a.m. Right. Oh, okay. I just thought he was a raging alcoholic. <laughs> We'll get in touch with him tomorrow then. Um, Call his. So, but thanks for everyone that's joined us in the chat. Uh, thanks for everyone who's joined us on the podcast. You can reach out to us at geekoutonline at gmail.com. Geekoutonline at gmail.com. Our Twitter is uh, twitter.com forward slash geekoutloud at geekoutloud there on the Twitter. We even have a Facebook page still, facebook.com forward slash geekoutloud. And so would love to hear from you. Would love to communicate with you. We've, Got uh, still something special in the works, but Derek's got to get better, get over this cough, and and uh, and we'll be. He's about to keel over over here. I'm I know, man. I'm have to take him to the hospital. I'm telling you, I haven't said a word all day, and just hey, for... Graham, just wondering if you could take me to the hospital, man. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. I just I don't know if you have a chance, maybe. <laughs> oh, great! Oh, thank, thank you so thank you much. So much. <laughs> Can we just do a riff tracks to the three of us do a riff we, tracks? We seriously to have to do something with Hot Ride, we, guys. This is like seriously between the three of us. It's been going on for too long. It's been going on for what four or five years now. We've been Cherokee. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will never forget. And and uh, thanks everyone for joining us. Join us next time on on Geek Out Loud. The end. Now, <laughs> the I, end. I will never forget, man. Just Cut. just sitting in in Atlanta, Georgia, in a hotel room. Just worn out from the day's events of filming an, an epic video of the first meeting of Derek and Steve, and um, <laughs> take after take of walking through a revolving door, and uh, and then just laying in bed at night and starting on hot rod quotes and other things until we finally got around to Cherokee. <laughs> Mostly hot rod quotes. Mostly hot rod quotes. And, and great. Freak put up my Facebook yesterday. He, he was pointing. He had a picture of a hat on. He's pointing. This hat's mine now. It's my hat. It's totally my totally hat. My hat. It's gonna bring the demons out of me. I go to. Uh, I go to church, church every, every Sunday. Rock <laughs> two guys. That needs to happen. <clears throat> we uh, we need to get together in real life and do something like that. <laughs> He's got a new big hawking mobile. This one has door panels on the inside. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Greetings, citizen. <laughs> um, through the Whitney's drive through again. Uh, green. <laughs> green citizen, I will have a Whopper. I, I want a small strawberry shake and a burger and some fries because I'm fat. You guys want anything? <laughs> <laughs> I want take two chicken McNuggets <laughs> and two of shove them, them up your butt. And throw them out. <laughs> I want four chicken McNuggets. <laughs> Give me half Coke, half Diet Coke. I'm trying to watch my weight. Oh, man. Good times. Uh, Good good times. Well, well, guys, thanks for this. I've enjoyed it. it, How long have we been talking about this? Uh, I mean, it's kind of culminated up until, you know. About an hour and a half or so, two hours. No, no, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) It's an idiom, you idiot. Maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. (laughs) Maniacal laugh. Uh, no, just this being excited about this and, and, and I mean, 12 years, really, if you go back to the last Muppet movie, but it's just been, I, th- I think the excitement for me kind of 
bubbled up when they started posting stuff on YouTube like yeah, a couple yeah. years ago. Well, that's what I was telling him it before. It was so you. relevant and funny, just like back when you were watching the old show. I, I was, and then you're like, you, they've got to do a new movie now. Yeah. And that's what they were doing. I was telling him before you got here, it was really, um, they were doing all these little YouTube things and it was all there was. But <laughs> me, 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 um, me, 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 me. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody is really oh, what, that, what kicked that, this back into awesome. high gear. But I was reading a really cool article the other What's day this about dig button here. Yeah, I was reading a really cool article the other day on how social social media saved the Muppets, That's and awesome. how you know they used YouTube and Twitter and all this for. That's for awesome. Something so new saved something that was so. Uh, Steve, are we not re- airing anymore? We we're airing. Everyone just left. Oh, everybody just left. Everyone's <laughs> like, "Good night, good night." That's hilarious. We're still talking. Everybody left. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have said see you guys. Thanks for joining us on Geek Out Loud. Wow. <laughs> people don't usually do that, though. They wait until the feed ends. People, no. people take people, me way too seriously sometimes. Out, Ward, are welcome. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm not listening to these guys anymore. <laughs> no, I got to buy stock. I got to buy stock to listen to their podcast. I'm not doing that.